You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. What did we get up to today, Andy? Well, we had a bit of a chat, of course, as we always do. You were on the roof at Spurs. That was exciting. I was, yeah. We brought you a little recording from uh, Monday when I went up on the new Spurs Dare Skywalk. Uh, Tim Vickery talked about Messi. It's the big story that's going around. He's an inside track on it, yeah. so we spoke to him about that. And Andy Anser, former Southend player, football choreographer and Dream Team star, chatted to us about uh, his Sunday morning team. So it's all that, isn't it? Nassie yeah. and Collins is walking past. It's very past. noisy here, but never mind. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, champagne's definitely in the news. Uh, is it? Well, it is, because it's a big, big Where part of Where did that come them, from? Well, because it's a big part of the Maguire uh, case. That yes. I'm fascinated by the fact that there's a bottle of Dom Perignon that costs 18000 Is that all you're taking away from no, this huge that's all sporting that's, talking that's point? That's my big that's thing. That's your main takeaway, £18,022. I reckon Dom Perignon, the, if you buy it in the shop, the most you'll pay for it is about 200 quid. Yeah. So that's a massive markup. But then I'm fascinated, if you want to save a bit of money, you can go with the Armand de Brignac. It's only 17,120. It's cut price. The incredible thing about <laughs> Dom Perignon is he was, um, I met him once, Dom. Dom. Yeah. Dominic Perignon, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I, he was just basically sitting in a newsagent speaking to the newsagent. He would sit there all day, bored. <laughs> and I thought, he must be minted. But Dom, he, he said to me, well, I signed it all over. I made the first few bottles. <laughs> yeah, and, that's it. And I just signed it over. So that, that's what ran to Dom. Yeah, you know, he's a lovely really. fella. But then Usain Bolt this morning, he's in the news again. And oh, yeah. uh, apparently at that party, which uh, wasn't great for everyone that was there, and yeah. of course he ended up getting COVID-19 testing positive, um, was that he was washing. There's video showing him washing with champagne. So like what's the point of that? It doesn't sound like a great idea. Not particularly it's sticky as yes. well. You know, <laughs> not really. That doesn't but, uh, sound great. Jerry Lawton, the chief crime correspondent of the Star, never man to understate anything. He says uh, Harry Maguire was fighting to save his football career last night yeah. after narrowly dodging. I don't think he is. Is he? he no, I don't think he is. Not at all. I, I don't know where you get that take from. I'm going go. to stand up for uh, Gareth Southgate here, not for the first time. I know we have a slightly different view on do. this, but I don't feel he did anything particularly wrong. He qualified what he said the only thing that could have happened and that would have been the FA's call would have been to have made the press conference later say 10 o'clock 9, 10 o'clock last night 8 o'clock when everything was decided then he wouldn't have had to include him in the squad and then not include him in a squad but he, he spoke to the player he got his, uh, his his side of things we now know that of course they plan to appeal so he's uh, clearly sticking to his side of the story and, and he, he backed the player and so what would have been the alternative he could have said well I'm not picking him and he could have made uh, an excuse why he wasn't picking him but we'd all know what that was so he was upfront and honest about it and gave himself a, a, a way out by saying you know if anything changes in the interim we can look at it again and that's exactly what happened so that's what he did mm. you don't agree i don't no. what do you think he should have done i think then? he should have just left him out i think he should have on what basis on the basis that he only just finished playing with united he could have said he needs a break he's a bit tired yeah but so had mason greenwood yeah and he so had, said he's a younger player he could have said anything he could yeah, have said, but, yeah but no one you know. no one buys that or Andy. they could have had the press conference today that would have been a good idea well, yeah, wouldn't it? or later yeah no i'm not denying that but you were kind of we were talking about this uh, earlier on mm. weren't we before the show yeah and but i'm i'm look you know look he's done a great job so far gareth you you can't really question 
watching him, I don't agree with him on Grealish either. I don't agree. I know Villa have played him as a number eight, but I don't see him in that role. Well, fine. I think if you ask most people who's a better player, Ward-Prowse or Grealish, I think most people, fans, managers would want Grealish. But there you go. Everybody, it's a game of opinions. He's, his opinion is the only one that counts. Yeah. So fair enough. You it, know. It, 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 the interesting thing was it didn't sound good from Jack Grealish's point of view. Did it? I mean, if if you were uh, the Ireland coaching team, mm. you'd be making overtures to his people now yeah. because there was no sense there that there was oh, a he's way never back. Point he doesn't rate him. anytime he's a, soon. Clearly, doesn't sees him rate purely him. as a yeah. winger and thinks yeah, there's better players in that position. Yeah. Can I just say uh, for all the people who have tweeted these things on uh, on social media, Lionel Messi isn't going to Stoke. He isn't going to Tranmere. He isn't going to Torquay. You get the idea there. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, you're going to look a right idiot when he rocks up at Playmore. <laughs> Aren't you really? Holding up that, sh- that it's shirt. It's tedious, isn't it? I mean, first of all, he's got 900 grand a week. Yeah. Who can afford that? Nobody but he can may fancy that. a challenge. I suppose so. He might yeah. do. Uh, I quite He's like the sound of these new... Uh, where are they? They, mm-hmm. they sound delicious. They're a new uh, biscuit made out of... Um, Ground crickets, ground Thai crickets. Okay, do you fancy those? Yeah. I don't. Like are they, are they dunkable? Myself. I mean, what are they like in a cup of tea? <laughs> no, I'm very Probably good, not I great. I can't find what they were made of. Oh, well, you've just told us, haven't you? Uh, yeah, no, but I had more. De- I had more detail. Than well, go on then. Keep no, looking. No, I can't. I can't be bothered now. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Blimey, it's a good. It's only two and a half hours, and you can't be bothered at eleven no, no, minutes past one. Oh yeah. No, I can't be. I've gone off the whole. That sounds good. I'm interested. New savoury crackers. Oh yeah. Made from flour, partly made from ground-up Thai crickets, go on sale on Amazon in October. Okay. Personally, I don't like crickets, as somebody once said. <laughs> well, get a box in. Yeah, that's fine. Let's get a box in. And, uh, oh, bad news at Witherspoons, because uh, they've run out of tomato Weatherspoons. Ket- Weatherspoons. You want to say Witherspoons? <laughs> yeah. It's just a boxer. It's Tim. It? Tim's old pub. Re- Re- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Weatherspoons. Uh, uh, the pubs have run out of ketchup. Oh, no. And uh, but I love that one customer at the Coinage Hall, Helston in Cornwall said, "I went to get some from the condiments table and there was none left. I felt robbed. <laughs> Our fish and chips were ruined." Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's tomato sauce, mate. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? I guess it... <laughs> That's a very good question. Well, I think we've covered all the major talking points today. <laughs> Cricket biscuits, running out of tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Sauce at a place called Witherspoons. 
Weatherspoons, they've got plenty. We did all that Maguire stuff yesterday. What else can you say? I mean, it's the whole thing was far too. The case was over far too quickly, wasn't it? Yeah. For satisfaction. I mean, well, I mean, there was barely an episode. Right, there was barely an episode of Columbo in there. No. Was there? I mean, what, what are Greek detective shows like? They're never going to be able. They're never going to get anything like Line of Duty. You can run over six weeks. Aren't you? Every Greek detective program must be over in about fifteen seconds. And uh, I think that friendly between Greece and England may be yeah. off. I mean, even even if yeah. they didn't have one plan. And, it, and it, very odd that there was no CCTV in the station. Normally here, you, it would all be covered. Wouldn't well, apparently it? didn't. I think the. Well, look, we'll find out in the fullness yeah, yeah, of time. But there exactly. is some talk. I thought there was some talk of the prosecution having uh, found other evidence mm. they will bring to the appeal, no doubt. But we shall see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. The uh, pace of the Greek legal system and. Mm. and uh, and it it just worked so quickly, didn't it? As we oh. discovered uh, yesterday, despite, so efficient. Despite uh, Harry Maguire's uh, lawyer calling for uh, an extension, so he had a chance to look at the evidence. He felt a touch railroaded into mm. it, but uh, no, the process was followed, and uh, the sentence was uh, handed out. So you've been uh, sending, and it, has that affected their their, their t- crime series on TV? We just wondered. Yeah. It seems they have because Dave. Saw their version of the 39 steps. It was the step ladder. Here we are. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Gab Cancello said he went to see the Greek version of Murder on the Orient Express, which uh, consisted of Pyro getting on a train saying, The lot of you, off. <laughs> Quite nice. Um, I guess we're getting a bit puntastic, of course. Uh, they're, they're all Uzo Dunnits. There <laughs> course, we are. Yeah. Thank you, uh, music as art. And the Rockford file, it's just one case. It's just, it's just one file, that's right. And uh, they had the Greek version of 24, 175 minutes. Um, Jack Bow but enjoyed putting his feet up with hours to spare, says Paul. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Felt unbelievable, didn't it, last night? You couldn't, you thought, oh no, it's never going to happen. Yeah, you do just... think it's never going to happen. You still think it's never going to happen. Um, you know, but... It's, it would be interesting if they'd brought um, what's his name a shabby back, you know. Then it maybe it would have been. It might go. Well, this is the thing, you know. Yeah. As I said, I think I, Ronald Koeman apparently said to him, "No, all your privileges are over now. You've got to put the work in." Yeah, I don't think that helped. I think he'd already said apparently. That, well, who knows what gets said mm. in the meeting? But uh, apparently he'd said, "I'm more leaving than staying at the moment." Yeah. Which so uh, maybe a bit of a charm offensive could have helped at that point. No, but. Don't blame the bloke. Really, he's been there a long time. You know, I'll try something different. He's only got about what's he got? two, three years left at the top. Yeah. You know, I think it'd be good for him to try somewhere else. Yeah. Not Stoke, Tranmere or Torquay. Do you think he'd be right in the Premier League then? (laughs) Uh, Personally, I don't. I think he'd be brilliant, but I think he might struggle with the physicality of it. I think that might be a problem for him. You know, is he going to be... Spanish League's quite physical, isn't it? I mean, you can look at the amount of treatment he gets in Spain. The pace of it and everything, you know, the intensity. I don't know. Maybe. he's Look, he's a brilliant player, so... Well, I think it's different, you know. I think the Premier League is very physical mm-hmm. league, so you know. Okay. But look, he's the you know, best player of all time, isn't he? Most people think. So. Yeah, I'm sure he'd do all right. Did you like him? You asked me if I'd have him at Spurs, and I said yes. Would you mm. like him at Chelsea? Don't think he fits in really. <laughs> <laughs> we can't find room for yeah, him. I think he's a bit old. Yeah, play left back. Or I can play in goal. That'd be tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be he'd be a bit of a pain at crosses, I would think. Wouldn't <laughs> it he? wouldn't be oh, great. Yeah, just keep trying to chip him. Yeah. 
It would be good to see him somewhere. I think the sad thing, you don't want him to go to either America, China or the Middle East. You know, Hopefully he'll finish his career yeah, in Europe. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Got a feeling that that might not be the case. Let's just so. wrap these up then as we end the hour. Thanks for all of these. We did to talk about the the uh, the pace of the Greek legal system. We saw it in action yesterday. So to wrap things up, be the Norwich fan. He said the Greek version of Miss Marple, she uses a knitting machine. And um, uh, Alan tells us uh, that uh, Greek murder she wrote his murder. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You see Boris Johnson in a Grimsby hat. I wish we'd, Bob, I wish we'd ask him... Um, what's his Lloyd, Lloyd Griffith about that? Yeah, that's right. I mean, where, where do you get that from? Is he is he a Grimsby fan, or is he just up there on some trip and then he just no idea, took it? Really. I've got no idea. No idea. Uh, one in ten Brits thinks cheese is better for you than spinach. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Okay. Congratulations. I thought I'd mention that. Good. Uh, I'm not going to watch that celebrity rowing show. That sounds like a new low to me. I can't believe that's even on television yeah they have to row from is it Land's End to Johnny Groats we're a bunch of celebs I think they've got quite a few sporting people in there yes, but it, it does feel uh, it does feel a bit exciting really is it no I wouldn't <laughs> much as you like watching celebrities <laughs> rowing depends who it is doesn't it really? yeah, I suppose that's true yeah, yeah. they can have a drummer it's going to be a bit like that going to be <laughs> no, a one of Roman those. galley yeah, I don't think so no um and uh, there's been so much controversy about the uh, last night of the proms thing. Have you seen this? It's incredible, really. Mm. The four BBC executives to make this decision is exactly, when you read them, they're exactly like W1A. It's so uh, life imitating art, that programme. It's incredible art mm. imitating life. Uh, one woman, Charlotte Moore, she's the BBC director of content. 
And they've got these fantastic jobs. What does that actually mean? You know, it's, really, it's incredible, isn't it, when they've all got different jobs. But well done to them for that. Yes. And uh, it went down really, it went down a storm. They loved it on talk radio, didn't they? Sure they did, yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else? Uh, you were just telling me quite a good story there. You were, we yes. were chatting off air. We were just talking, weren't we, about this book, The Best. Yeah, it was how fascinating. How athlete, athletes are made. And uh, you've been watching a, a documentary. Martin Kellner's not here Friday, so you're not going to tread on his toes. Oh, good. It was a fascinating... Oh, oh good. <laughs> no, no, oh, good. But, oh, good, <laughs> if I mention it now, he won't mention it. It was a fascinating documentary on Orlando Magic at the time that Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway got together. They were drafted one year after the other. They, this team was absolutely nothing. They went from that to... Basically, in the NBA finals, they took a few years. They were really a brilliant team. And then they came to this game, and there was about not a few seconds left, not long. And they were leading by two, three, two points, three mm -hmm. points, that's right. Yeah. And uh, all they needed was one point from the fr free throw. And Nick Anderson comes to the line. He has two free throws. He misses the first one. He misses the second one, but he catches his own rebound. Right. So he's got, and of course he's fouled again immediately, as you are in basketball to stop the clock. So he's got another two opportunities to make this free. He only needs one to go in, and he basically ends up missing four in a row. Oh wow! They lose the game. They go on to lose the whole series four nil, and it, and and the bloke never really recovered from it, you know. And, and then Shaq left the club, and Hardaway got injured, and the whole thing just went wrong. And it's amazing how that can happen, and. In, when it comes to choking, sports like cricket, and uh, when they, in the book it talks about um, what's his name, the guy who played for Leicester, uh, Scott Boswell, isn't it? I think remember in the final and he couldn't, he just couldn't get the ball on the pitch. Oh yeah, 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 impossible. And Jean Van der Velde and the f famous chokes. And in football, when we talk about Brentford, we talked about them choking, but it's a slightly different type of choking in football because in football, you haven't really got time to think about it. You've only got time before the game to think, what happens if we mess this up? But in those sports like cricket, like golf, where you've just got all that, and basketball is the ultimate, isn't it? You come to the line, everything's on you. You've got to make this free throw. You've done it. You can do it 99 out, times out of 100 normally. Yeah but you just can't do it on that time. And it's a fascinating thing. Bouncing back after a seismic moment in your career, that was obviously what happened there. Because mm. the team lost everything, he couldn't cope with no. doing it again. But you look at someone like David Ginlar, who had that moment, of course, in the game against Bulgaria for France when Gerard Houdin you know, lost the ball. Though, he? Well, he did blame him, but you know, there, there's a strength of character. He could have turned around and said, you know, I, I cost my country. I just yeah. He could have gone, but he obviously no, had the true. strength of character yeah. and the belief. That, uh, that, yeah, look, it was a moment, but nine times out of ten, that wouldn't have been a problem for him. It just happened to be that time. So it's weird, isn't it? It is interesting. It's a very interesting Fine book. Margins. Things like the, what makes a, uh, one person a great champion, what is the X factor and all that stuff. It's very, very interesting yeah. stuff. And we've got Matthew Said on tomorrow, so we'll have more of a chat about that. I love that sort of psychological side yeah. of sport. It's very interesting, I think. He did a piece on uh, a cricket umpire today. He was talking up the uh, the merits oh, of Michael Goff. He's brilliant. Yeah. Well, look, we'll touch on he had two out of 41 decisions overturned. Compared, he's way, way higher than anybody else's percentage rate. And you just think, if you're bowling and he's he's umpiring and you appear and he doesn't give it, don't even bother to review it. It's no yeah. point because he's, he's going to be right. Yeah, it's interesting. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. You probably uh, saw some pictures in the papers of a number of the Spurs first team and some of the coaches uh, walking around on the roof of the new uh, Tottenham Stadium. This is because... 
from next Monday, it, it's a visitor attraction. Lovely. And you yeah. can go up on the roof of the ground. Perfect and for winter. Walk, walk up to where the cockerel is uh, on the top yeah. of the south down of the old park lane and uh, look into the stadium with, with effectively, uh, you know, a, a sheer drop. Now, uh, Andy is not great with heights, I think, as he's, he's said before when we've been on some road trips, the World Cup and the Euros. So you... I didn't even go on the Ferris wheel at Cheltenham this that's year. Right. <laughs> that's right. It wasn't that high, really, but you wouldn't do that. So um, we were both invited to go along and try this out on a, mm. on a press day on uh, Monday. But you declined, Andy, didn't you? Yes. You decided not to. So uh, I went along with the uh, producer... Uh, talkie supporting John hmm. and well this is how it all unfolded so before you're allowed up onto the skywalk as you imagine, you need a safety video, a safety briefing, and uh, we're just currently going through that at the moment, telling us all the do's and don'ts when we get up on the roof. So anyway, we just started to, uh, to ascend the first part. There are 4,000 steps in the stadium. We've been assured that we're not taking them all on, but uh, I'll tell you at the end. We have to be attached by the harness to the handrail. It's a very steep climb initially. Not Uli harness, no. Good view of Chick King. So here we go then. We start we start the ascent proper. The handrail falls away and you're looking at a well a sheer drop off the side of the building onto Tottenham High Road. Somebody's got a nice little sunbathing spot on their garden in the house next door, but uh, every tour that goes through will just be watching them in their bikinis. So, yeah, we're walking up a really pretty sharp incline, which is running parallel with Tottenham High Road, which is the way that, unless people live in this area, is the, the way that most people approach the ground. The ground itself, if you haven't seen it, does look like a spaceship has landed in the middle of a load of 1930s and Victorian houses. So it, it, it's pretty striking. And we're just getting views right across London. So we're now on the flat with the cockerel on the top of the old park lane to our left. What about that? So uh, we're being put onto a shorter harness now than the ones that uh, we had on the approach because we're going to walk up a ramp towards the uh, Cockrell which is on um, the uh, old park lane stand at one end which is the kind of wall and uh, you walk out front of it basically with a sheer drop into the stadium the other side which is the dare walk this must be the only football ground as far as we know certainly in this country that offers something like this and the guys were saying they've had quite a lot of fans of other clubs doing it for the crack, really. So, uh, and I want to imagine quite a few people will be doing that. Our producer, a tall key fan, was hoping to be able to reach the ball so uh, he could scroll on the name of Derek Derek Dawkins, the man who scored the goal for uh, 
talky when they beat us. The goal many fans will remember for years to come was scored four minutes from time. Gardner's cross, Thomas fails to clear and it comes to Derek Dawkins, 1-0. Well, they beat us in one game, we won the tie because I was at the other game and the talky fans were singing we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. I was thinking, that's not right. That doesn't stack up. I th- yeah, so I think we, we cuffed you here, but you, you got a bit of a spawny 1-0, but you, you're still dying out on it, John. Is that right? Amazing. It's a pretty evil sky. We've been lucky so far. No rain. Sun rarely shines on Tottenham, but it has today, strangely enough. Gets struck by lightning on the top of the building. <laughs> Just... I so say that's what you would have wanted. I, I wasn't hoping to get my ashes scattered on the field live. I was hoping it was post mortem they were going to do that. So we're now going up a metal ramp outside on the stand and we're approaching the new cockerel. Oh, yeah, look. And we've got the glass roof over the pitch. Over the south stand, onto the top of the stadium, top of the world. Walking over the uh, on a little platform. Andy would have hated this, John. I think, don't you? This is the. I think you, your legs may have gone, mate. I think you've chosen well. We could, we're looking right over the side, onto the pitch. Well, I can see my seat from here. Nice view of IKEA from up here, of course. Walthamstow branch of IKEA. See, we might not have any trophies, but look at the size of our screens. Goodness sake. Should we do a little team shot, yeah? Derek Dawkins. Good old Derek. There is another platform up here uh, on the roof with a sort of sheer drop down towards the back of the stand into uh, onto the concourse and the uh, Park Lane South stand. And uh, we've just been told that Soon that will be uh, another route down. You'll be able to abseil down the side of the stand rather than uh, going back the way you came up. So um, I'm kind of glad it's not working, to be honest. <laughs> sure, Andy will be up for the abseil. I think his problem was the height. I'm sure it wasn't falling down on a rope down the outside of the building. I'm sure he'd be cool with that. Apparently... Um, Jose and the chairman have, uh, have been up before together, but uh, the players will be up tomorrow. I don't know which ones have said yes and the ones that have said no. Maybe it's Jose's way of testing them out. Unless they're prepared to come up, go on the little platform by the cockerel, then um, they're not playing Saturday. It's a little bit of a test of nerve. Why not? And obviously an opportunity to loosen the harness for one or two of those players that you can't get rid of in the transfer window. Of course not. Of course not. Idea there, so it's been written in a margin. Familiar sound of a police siren in Bruce Grove I Road there. Look. Welcome to Tottenham. <laughs> We're all given shoes, a bit like going bowling. We're all given shoes when you come up here, and they're, they're obviously very grippy because you're on a real incline going down, but they're all made by Nike so. Um, Quite impressive. I think people might be trying to liberate these, mightn't they? Liberate the Nike trainers. <laughs> Pair of Nike grippers. So the descent is great as well because you're on a real incline. You're just looking out onto 
onto Tottenham High Road and everything lying between, towards Alexander Palace. But uh, again, it's a sort of sheer drop off the side. But again, you are you are harnessed up, so you're perfectly safe. But uh, yeah, fantastic views. Well, it, you know, it's Tottenham High Road. You, there's not much you can do about it, really. Good. Yeah, you, I mean, obviously you can see all of the. You look yeah. towards the city and look all yeah. across the London skyline. You were so right that I couldn't do that. I think you may have. I think you may have struggled. Certainly that bit where you walk around the front of, yeah. of the cockerel on the stand and you just look over the side and you know it is it is a sheer drop. But it's 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 fantastic. We and um, go and check it out. If uh, the guys there were were saying to us that. Um, They've had a lot of inquiries from people that aren't Spurs fans. I think it will be a bit of a sort of general yeah. tourist attraction. I imagine on match day when we finally get crowds back, yeah. it'll be good. I love the bit there with uh, Derek Dawkins' commentary in, uh, inserted by the producer. And <laughs> apparently, the local paper in Torquay—they're quite keen to speak to him because they do believe that he did inscribe Derek's name that on, he did, on the cockerel. That he did <laughs> scrawl Derek's name. <laughs> uh, yeah, he didn't do that. So, if you would like to go along and do that, it's from next Monday. Um, Adult thirty-nine pounds. If you're a, a Spurs it? member, it's 30, 35. It's a lot of money, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It depends. Walk on it's on a roof. Well, <laughs> I we're well getting... you haven't done it, Andy. You don't know what an experience well, it is. 39 quid sounds like quite a lot. Okay, what were you expecting then? Sort of four and three farthings? Fifteen quid would be plenty, wouldn't it? Fifteen quid. You see, it's, it's quite a labour-intensive business. You've got to go up there with guides. I mean, you know, you can't just rock well, up and walk on the roof. They come <laughs> well, you, you know, you have, to be, they, you have to be looked after. You can't just sort of I mean, send you wandering up so there and just falling Daniel off the Daniel Levy's homie to sign Sherpa Tensi. Right, bearding. Well... I just—it sounds—I don't know if you've got a, you know, there's a few of you. If it's a family of four, you know, I don't know, yeah. if children are less. But well, there may be a family rate, Andy. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, anyway, oh, you probably got to be a certain age, I'd imagine, to go. Experience and thanks to Tony Stevens at Spurs and all of his team for uh, sorting us out. It was a lot of fun. Maybe they'll let you watch a game from up there in a bit of social distancing. I don't, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think you're allowed to do that. I think they are going to do them on match days, though. You will be allowed to mm. go up, sort of, obviously, they'll have to, not while the game's on, it is, but around around games. It is interesting. There's some breaking news about Celtic, about that they wanted the game against Motherwell to be with fans, and Ander Herrero played in the Champions League final, of course. I can't actually use the term. Yeah, I think we saw did. him on BT, didn't we? But, yeah, I mean, he just said football without fans is nothing. That's not the yeah. word to use. But, yeah. you know, it is... It is difficult, this. We do hope that eventually we can get fans back, you know, sooner rather than later because I think it was one thing finishing the last season and there was the novelty of that and we were three months without football and we were desperate for it to come back. But the thought of starting another season <clears throat> without fans it is, you know, it's, it's a difficult one. Yeah. It is. It's very interesting. I, I asked the producer before the show who was up there with me on the roof. Uh, I said to him, what do you think it's costing then, John? Because I checked out the price mm. of the... the uh, their skywalk and he said 80 quid 80 quid yeah so uh, you know he's working in the new money and, yeah. and, and you know you're you're i mean really what about walking on the roof of Plainmore for eight quid <laughs> well i did ask him if you can but you'll fall through the corrugated iron <laughs> that's the trouble and uh, blind dave healy a good friend of the show and yeah. a wonderful runner and everything he says could i ask he said ask Paul if i could have a concession for the spurs roof tour <laughs> well I'd, he'd enjoy it he'd much probably yeah, get quite... a sensation of wind dave and yeah all that, yeah 
get the sensation. Well, he's taking the mickey out of himself. Yeah, of course he is. I know. <laughs> but I mean, if if you built that new ground, which you might do, I mean, mm. as I said, I had I had the view of uh, oh, yeah. Chick King and the local kebab houses on one side. Although yeah. you know, once once, but you know, imagine the old King's Road. Yeah, it'd be and amazing. The, You'd be able to see as far as Heathrow in Roman Abramovich not being allowed in. It'd be marvelous. Yeah, you. which is why they've not <laughs> built it. Of course. Yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. We turn now to what's been dubbed the biggest Sunday League team in the world. They are mm. SE Dons. They have uh, quite the following. They have uh, 175,000 uh, yeah, YouTube subscribers. They've sold 10,000 replica shirts for a Sunday team. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's amazing, <laughs> That's isn't incredible. it? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they're they from uh, Lewisham in South London and uh, South East London, I suppose. That's the end of the SE. Mm. And uh, joining us now, they're Gaffer. Uh, an old friend of the show, or indeed, I think he's the chairman. Um, he is a uh, football choreographer, former uh, South End player, and uh, dream team star uh, is Andy Answer. Good afternoon, <laughs> good Andy. Up. Afternoon, chaps. How are you doing? You okay? yeah, yeah, we're good. good. We're good, Andy. So, um, well, this your your boy plays for this club. Is that how you got involved? Yeah, that's how I got involved. Obviously, when Zach signed for them and started playing, I went to a few games, and it was like, this is it's crazy. It just it was just the, the the fan base and just the camaraderie within the team was unbelievable. Yeah, so um, tell us who the team are made up of, because there's a few there's a few well known names in there from the music business, which is why they've got such a following. Yeah, well, the, the, the team was started by um, Don Strapsy. He's a rapper that. Like all the Premier League boys have been listening to his music for years and years now. So he's caught, he started from music, he's still in music. He started it as a Sunday football team. And since then, he's got a few other, like we've got a guy called Mad B who wears a patch, he's got one eye, and he's a rapper as well, he's involved. But the thing is, because of um, Don Strapsy started the team, obviously the music fan base then started to carry over into the football because the synergy is there, and the growth has been astronomical. Yeah, it's amazing. Isn't and it? uh, I mean, presumably, obviously, you couldn't play during the COVID period. Uh, have you sort of resumed playing now? Yeah, we started. So we our first friendly was on Sunday, which was um, we played over in East London, and um, it was mad because they said, "Oh, no fans are allowed." But it was we didn't bring no fans, but there still was a good two to three hundred people turn up, which were just new, found out we were playing there that turned up and watched the game. Wow. You had a cu- average, we averaged five, 500 people a game. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty. You had a couple of thousand at one game as well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, our cup final, they say it was 3,000, but it was nearer the 5,000 mark. Wow. wow. We, yeah, we've had, we've, we played, played games against local teams and had like Stormzy there watching the game. We have, we have amazing crowd, but the good thing about our football club is, is that this, it, it's representative. Although we have a 90% black team, our, most of our fans are white and of all different classes and globally. So not only across the world, but I'm talking about, if you talk about UK, we have people who travel four hours from up north to come down to watch us play as a family. They That's travel amazing. down as a family to come to a game. And yeah. it's unbelievable. We have guys come over from America to come and watch us play. It's amazing. There's isn't a it? very funny thing here. There's a sort of pen pen. Meet the staff, and there's Mr. Old School, the club president. Yeah. Uh, Normally, expect player manager, club secretary, Chris, the cameraman, flips in management. We've got Swanley T. I like the club hooligan. <laughs> what does he do? Swanley T is the best. Swanley T wears a GoPro on his head. 
basically, <laughs> what we the sideline is is entertaining is, is more entertaining at times than on the pitch. Is that he's always there to wind people up. There's so much banter that comes from Swanley T. He does his research on the opposition, and then the banter starts, and he winds the players up, and then he winds the opposition up. But the good thing about it, it is entertainment. I mean, you've got to look at it. They, you know London has had a massive problem with um, post-Cold Wars and knife crime. We play against Brixton, play against Peckham. The only thing holding back like 800 people is a thin bit of respect rope. And mm. the battle is done on the football pitch. So for me, we've, we've, it's more than football. This is merging areas. So we have a battle on the pitch. Everybody shakes down. All the fans get on. And this is, there's no security, no police, nothing. Just a piece of rope for respect. Which is legal for some, which has to be there for Sunday football, yeah. and we're breaking down barriers. And for me, that is one of the key things that SE Dons have really taken. Yeah, we've taken Sunday football to another level, but we've also brought a different mindset to inner London kids, the youth, in terms of how they think and how they go about their everyday business. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds a really sort of positive thing. So, um, uh, people can go and check out the videos uh, on YouTube, and yeah. uh, as I said, they can buy the replica shirts, etc. Uh, from the club shop online. <laughs> yep, everything is there. We've got. Every, we even do. We even do masks. We do the whole lot. That's Amazing. All, it's all good for revenue, anyway. Yeah. Keep the club going. That's excellent. excellent. Um, Andy, as I suppose, also with everything that's going on with the virus. I mean, you, you, your football choreography business has been very successful. I suppose everything went on hold, didn't it? Advertising work and promotional work and yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy because obviously we're going into a Euro, which is always a big year and a busy year, as well as the Olympics. So all those campaigns just ground to a halt. Everything. Even this week, we were meant to be shooting in Portugal with Usain Bolt, and we know he's now got COVID. Oh, yeah. On the 28th, we were meant to be shooting with Usain Bolt in, in Lisbon, the shoot was going to be. He's now got COVID, so that's come to a halt. Every, it's, honestly, it's been hard for a lot of companies, not just ours, but... We are finding slowly getting back to our feet. We've done a couple of little couple of bits here and there, and we're slowly getting back to it, back on top of things. Good stuff. Now, in the past, you've worked with the very best of the best, and I presume you have you worked with Lionel Messi? Yes, yes, for a num for a number of years, I've I had quite a few commercials with him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's hard to I mean, you know what he's like. I mean, he's a wonderful footballer, but I mean, have you been surprised by this move from him? No, I think what it is, is he's his own man. He's, he's a special character and he's his own man. And he'll make, if he makes a decision, he's one of those that will, that this is it, I'm going to do this, and this is the way I'm going to go. Mm. And he's, he's, he's not your everyday footballer. He's very, <clears throat> sort of, he's, he's really internal within himself. And him and his family are a tight unit. But he is one of those, if he makes a decision, I think he's just going to go down that route. It's a, I think La Liga, it's a big loss for La Liga. If he can come to England to the Premier League, it'd be amazing. What what is English like, Andy? When you've worked on commercials with him, no, it's fine. A lot, a lot of the, a lot of the players, especially in Spain, they, they English. They speak English perfectly well, unless they don't want to do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They and that's when the English starts. It starts sort of waning a little bit. If they don't really want to do something, then the English sort of. Oh no, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, we wish you well, Andy. All the best. Good to talk to you again. Good luck with the team. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Seems rude not to today. Good afternoon, Tim. 
afternoon. Well, we flagged it up last week, didn't we? Yeah. We were talking last week about the fact that, you know, it was difficult to imagine him wanting to stay at Barcelona in the current circumstances. And from time to time, more by by, by happy accident, we actually get things right. <laughs> I think I think people are, I think we're all kind of in denial. We can't imagine him in another shirt. We can't imagine him not playing at the new camp. I think a lot of people are saying, ah, oh, this is posturing. Yeah, a lot of people think. But a lot of, I mean, even, you know, Graham Hunter, you know, well, Graham is saying, I don't think so, not this time. You know, this, this is for real, Tim. Do you feel that as well? Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, for the reasons that we talked about last week. Mm. Uh, he's lost respect for the people who run the club. And uh, there's one commodity that he hasn't got a lot of, and that's time. You know, he's, yeah. he's got three, maybe four years at the, at the top level. Now, he's doing wise old owl with Argentina. Um, after the last World Cup, some people thought that he wouldn't bother with international football anymore. In fact, he's really bothering. He's, uh, as Argentina rebuild, they took a very, a very old squad to Russia. As they rebuild, he's become a, a leader. He's become a much more vocal, encouraging figure. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's doing wise old Al with his country, but he can't change his country and he can change his club. Why hang around at Barcelona and, and spend his last few years where he's capable of, of winning the Champions League and being competitive, being part of a rebuilding project uh, at a club where he doesn't respect those who are running it? Is he the sort of bloke, though, that would relish the challenge of the Premier League or is he more likely, it's difficult for you to answer this, I know that, but more likely to sort of go for the China route or the Middle East route, you know, the sort of or easy... Into Miami, David Beckham yeah, would, you know, would die they, for him, wouldn't he, really, to get him into the so side. Much money could they afford that, yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised by any of that. I mean, one which is is uh, often talked about is uh, is rounding off his career back in Argentina mm, with yeah. uh, with Newell's old boys. I can't see that happening now. And there's there's a complication uh, there's a complication with that now, which is kids, because uh, a lot of the the kind of South American players who've spent a long time abroad, and that's clearly Messi's case. Their kids are grown up in Europe, and going back to South America spooks them spooks the kids because you know the, the the element of of urban crime and so on is uh, it, it's very very hard for the kids to adjust so i wouldn't i, I can't see newell's old boys yet he also knows the pitches are horrible he's going to get kicked all over the place and the standard of football isn't 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 what he's used to i can't see anything other than him staying in europe with a with a with a, with a top level club and the front runners would seem to be the manchester duo uh, Paris Saint-Germain and Inter Milan. The the City yeah. link, um, of course, Sergio Aguero is a great mate of his, but I mean, Sergio Aguero yeah. may only have one more season there or possibly, if he has two, he'd probably see uh, Messi out there as well. But what, what we've been talking about the hierarchy and how he's fallen out with them at Barcelona. What was his relationship like with Soriano and Bergeristain, who of course are at, at City now? He's a difficult fellow to get to know, isn't he? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, a Graham Hunter would be much, much closer to this than I am. That his relationship with with, with Guardiola was uh, was was a love boat. Mm. You know, it was a coach who he worked very well with. Mm. Um, but you know, for, for a lot of his career, he's he's been in his own little world, isn't he? You don't really know what what he thinks. This was a criticism that was levelled at him with Argentina until the last eighteen months that he was in his own little world. He only ever spoke to his mate Aguero and he was an intimidating presence for the rest of the players. And it's something that he's really worked hard to try mm. and turn around 
over, over, over the last few years. So it's it's very difficult to get to get into his mind. I suspect that uh, few people know him as well as uh, as his wife Aguero and his PlayStation. <laughs> Judging by that last twenty minutes uh, against Bayern, I think we know what he's thinking. I think that was the, that was when the full realization hit him. I mean, I think you can write him off for that. But he, I mean, he, look, he wasn't great in that game, but nor any of them. But that looked like a man who just was waving the white flag at that point, much like the rest of the team. Well, and Barcelona and Messi himself has been warning about this for a long time. Mm. You know, the, these defeats have become annual rituals, and they're no longer uh, they they can't they can't cope with the intensity of some of the lesser sides in La Liga anymore. Uh, the, the vital moment for me is the fifth goal, which which defines the game, isn't it? Because they've just brought come back to four yeah. two, and you're thinking, can they? Can they? And then the fifth goal, Davis, the Brian Munich left back, gets to the byline and pulls it back for Kimmich, the right back, to score from inside the six yard box. <laughs> you know, this is this is uh, a, a Bayern who are, are so not scared of the lack of pace in the Barcelona front line that they can just throw anyone forward. And that means that they can press Messi's space at will. Um, for that reason, I know City is, is is exciting, but I think United will be exciting as well because you look at the attacking pace that United have and you, you imagine Messi housed in that structure and you're thinking, well, that, that will be interesting. But wherever he goes will be interesting. You know, I'm I'm hoping, obviously, Paul, that Ozzy Ardiles can put in a word and get, get, him, uh, get him to, to <laughs> yeah, one of yeah. the best stadiums in world football. Yeah. But you never know. Yeah, I think the I think the wages may be an yeah, issue. The wages uh, are definitely uh, again, an issue. Graham Hunter was feeling that it, Inter wasn't a good fit. Not He didn't think Italy was a great fit for him and he didn't think Inter was a particularly good fit good fit either. How do you think he'd fare in Serie A then? Well, see, again, one of the things you'd have to factor into that is, is family and kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he, he can't go anywhere else in Spain, can he? No. He can't. Surely no. not, because the only club who could take him surely would be Real Madrid. And I don't think that one's going to happen. No. Um, so uh, Inter Milan would be would be the closest yeah. uh, for his kids and closest in cultural terms. So that that's something that it, it's uh, you you got to think of these people as human beings with uh, with, with families as sure. well, and and that, that that will clearly have an impact on where he decides to go. I suppose any coach would love him, but he doesn't strike me as a Conte, particularly Conte style player. No, that's but... if Conte's there, of course. Well, you know, yeah. yeah the, any it, coach would take him. I saw Gary Lineker saying of his old club Barcelona, he hopes that they do the decent thing and, and let him leave with a bit of honour. But it does not look like that's going to happen. There's this thing about the the, the get out clause that they say the moment has passed. So I mean, you know, to coin a phrase, it is going to get messy, isn't it, Tim? You know, this is going to be yeah, fairly it's all a bit long-winded, squalid, isn't it? Mm squalid and and uh they've, they've obviously got an agenda haven't they the uh the people running barca because uh they end up looking a bit stupid don't they they they, they which, which they have been they, they've been they've been so incompetent and i can't believe anyone was really surprised by what happened with Bayern because it's been coming year after year after year and it's not that they haven't spent money it's just they've spent money ex- astonishingly badly I, actually i think one of the winners of this scenario could end up being Felipe Coutinho who Barcelona spent an absolute fortune yeah. on and didn't work for very, very predictable reasons, that they didn't actually need him. Um, if Messi goes, then suddenly Coutinho could become, in, could, could become important to Barcelona for the first time. And the fact that he didn't, he didn't really celebrate his goals at the end of, of, uh, of the Bayern game will maybe smooth things over with Barcelona supporters who turned against him after, after he's, uh, he was shouting and swearing at them. So uh, but that's, that, that's one thing from the knock-on effect. You know, if Messi goes, it could be the moment for Coutinho to shine at Barcelona. Andy wondered earlier on, finally on, on Messi, Tim, about the physicality of the Premier League and um, and the intensity. I mean, do you see major differences between 
the Premier League and Spain? And how do you think he'd fare in the Premier League as a player? Well, that that's one of the reasons why I think you got to, you're going to surround him with pace because uh, you know he's 33 and uh, he's you, you're not going to see him uh, wriggle through three or four and burst past them as often as he did in the past. And he's, he's such a fantastic player that he can survive. He can still be a genius without that that little bit of pace, because he's he's one of the best passers of the ball we've ever seen. His vision of the game is, is is superb. But you would want to house him in a structure where there's pace, there's an out ball, and that was the thing that was so lacking mm. in that Barcelona Bayern game. That uh, you know Bayern could just press and press and press, and Messi didn't have any space. He he wasn't able to get a foothold in the game because there was no space available for him. In the old days, when Suarez was still in his pomp, you know, Suarez is magnificent on the show of the last defender and he forced the the, the opposing defensive line back and that opens up space for Messi so uh, you got I think uh, at, at this stage you got to house him because, you know, in the, in the Premier League, you are coming up against wardrobes. You know, the, the physicality is intense. So you want to house him in a structure where there's enough, there's enough pace at, uh, in, in front of him and around him for, for him to find it easier to, to, to find the space to do what he does. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We're back tomorrow. We're talking Marcelo Bielsa. We'll have some old clips. Lots more besides, I'm sure. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.